Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Today we're starting a brand new series called Red Letters. We're going to be investigating the words of Jesus. I have this Bible that's printed with the words of Jesus in red. And, uh, you know, if your Bible is like this, everything that Jesus said would be marked with red ink. And uh, I thought this was, you know, made from back when the Bible was printed first. But actually, it wasn't until 1901 that a man by the name of Louis Klopsch thought that every person should not only have the Bible, but understand what it says, and especially what it says about Jesus and what he said. And so he printed Bibles with everything that Jesus said and everything that was reflected of what Jesus said in red ink, really bringing out the importance of what Jesus said. I truly believe that God has something to say to us today through what Jesus spoke thousands of years ago. I believe that this series is going to help you navigate this season, help you take that same power that was in Christ and bring it into your home, to your family, to your work, to everything that you're trying to put your hand to in this time that is a little bit confusing for all of us. We're going to dive into the words of Jesus and be grounded and founded to know how to use wisdom, to know how to present the faith that we have inside of us and how to use it properly today. All right, so let's dive in. I want to look at John chapter 1, starting in verse 1 today. And let's look at that. If you would turn in your Bibles with me. Let me hear those Bibles turning. I don't know if you got a big Bible like me, but I got a big Bible. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. Another translation says the darkness has not overcome it. I have entitled today's message, The Final Word. Come on, can you help me preach? Can you type that in the comments right now? Just say, the final word, the final word. Now, John was talking about Jesus. When he said the word, he was talking about how Jesus was with God. He was in the beginning and the word was God. He was the word. He was the word. It's so powerful when you understand that Jesus was the word. John said that through him, all things were made. All things went through Jesus to be created. When we were born, when we were created, we came out of the word stamped on us, that Jesus stamped and marked you. In fact, the Bible says that he knit us together in our mother's womb. He put us together so intricately. Jesus marked you from day one. Today, we celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead. We celebrate his resurrection because it gives us new life. It gives us freedom. And we celebrate that today. I want to take us on a journey through knowing who Jesus was and why it's so significant today that you might be sitting there, you might be feeling a little bit disoriented right now. 
and you might be feeling a lot of fear and angst and you might be feeling things that you haven't felt before. So I wanna help us. I wanna take us on a journey with who Jesus is and what he's spoken over you. The word that he's spoken over you and why it's so significant to today. John says that he was the word. He was in the beginning and he was with God and he was the word. He was the word. There's a couple things you need to gain from this. Number one, he was the first word and you came through him. It says nothing was made that wasn't from him, through him. And so we are made through Jesus and we came out of a word. A word was spoken over your life that is so significant, so important. And right now, more than ever, we need to know that word. You need to know the word that God spoke over you in this time that is uncertain, in this time where we feel a little bit disoriented. We need to know the word of God and the fact that he brings light. John says, and that life was the light of men. When we feel so surrounded by darkness, I love the song that says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You know, I love that song because it's such a good promise that no matter what we're surrounded by in this earth, we are surrounded by a greater power. He's the final word. Come on, somebody say it. He's the final word. And we have to look at the significance of who Jesus was. You have to know who Jesus was in order to know the importance of his word on your life. Now, there were between 200 and 400 prophecies prophesied over the life of Jesus, over his birth, over his death, over his impact that he would make. All of these were fulfilled in Jesus' time through his life. The likelihood of that happening to one person It'd be like if you fill the state of Texas with silver dollars, two feet high, the whole entire state, and you marked one of them. And then you sent somebody in there with a blindfold and said, find the one. You can go anywhere as far as you want. You can dig down deep or you can get on the surface, but you could only grab one silver dollar. The likelihood of that happening is the same likelihood of Jesus fulfilling just eight of the hundreds of prophecies that he fulfilled. This just signifies the importance of who Jesus was and the power and authority that he walked in. There were so many prophecies prophesied over his life and what he would do for mankind. He was the word before the beginning of time. And what he says over your life is significant in this time. 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied over Jesus' birth that he would be born of a virgin, be born in Bethlehem, and they'd be called Emmanuel. Now the word Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. Jesus was the word. He was with God in the beginning. And the word was Jesus. And Jesus came to the earth to be with us, to take God and his word and to be with us, to be present. And Isaiah in chapter nine, verse six, it says, for the child is born to us, a son is given to us, his name is to be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus came to the world as the word and everything that was created was created through him, marked by his word, marked by who he was. He brought light with him and also he was the great counselor. What a great promise in this time for you to know that Jesus comes into your life, not just to be present with you, but to bring all that he is into your home with him.
And Isaiah said, when he comes, when the word comes to earth, when the word comes into your life, he brings all power and authority with him. He brings all counsel that you need to understand the times. He brings all of his peace to pass all of the storms and all of the chaos that we feel. You might be facing fear more now than ever before. You might feel more isolated now than you ever have in your entire life. You might be sitting there and you're saying, I am so overwhelmed. I have no idea what to do next. It feels like the floor is dropped out below me and I don't know what to do for taking that next step. Can I just remind you that God is with us and it takes a simple invitation. It takes that simple, like we talked about last week, it takes that simple invite to say, Jesus, come. Jesus, come be with us. I need you right now. It takes turn down that worship music and say, God, I need your presence more now than ever before. But all that doesn't matter. The power of who Jesus is and who he is and the significance of his word on your life and the marking of who he is does not matter unless you know who he is. Jesus was having a conversation about this with his disciples. We see it in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And I love how Jesus turns the question. He says, but what about you? And you have to ask yourself today, what about you? Who do you think Jesus is in your life? Yeah, a lot of people might think different things about him, but who do you personally say Jesus is? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my father in heaven. I believe with all my heart that in this time more than ever, Jesus wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to reveal himself in his power. He wants to reveal himself in his peace. He wants to reveal himself to you, not just for you to hear about him, but to know him personally and to know the word that was stamped on you. And it makes me wonder when I read this passage, how come Peter had this understanding that no matter what everybody else saw, they all saw the same thing. Peter had this different perspective of who Jesus was that he saw Jesus as the Messiah. The Messiah means the savior, the one who came to save. And I wonder who's Jesus to you? Right now, he might be a provider more than ever before. And you might be saying, hey, I, I lost my job. Jesus, I need you to show up. I need you to provide. You might need a healer right now. And so you see Jesus as this healer because your family's sick or, or maybe you're sick and, and you're saying, Jesus, I need you to heal. Won't you heal me? So he's your healer. Maybe you feel so isolated and distant from all the social distancing and, and you just feel so alone. And in this moment, you're like, be God with us. Be Emmanuel. Who is Jesus to you? Who do you say he is? And when you look at what was different about Peter was his position. Peter was positioned in the presence of Jesus constantly. He was always around him. He was always getting close, experiencing it firsthand. And during this time, can I encourage you 
to invite Jesus in, to get close to him, to be right by his side, to say, Jesus, I need to see it through your eyes. I need to see your power at work in my life. I just don't need to look as a bystander. I need to be right in the middle of it. And I know Peter was then that. He was right in the middle of it. He could see it firsthand. He was right in the center of the power of God. It takes getting close to Jesus, being the right perspective. Because if you don't have the right perspective, you cannot see clearly the season that you're in. In fact, here, come with me. I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about. All right, come on, follow me. I want to show you something. See, our perspective on Jesus comes from our position. And maybe up until this time, you say, you know, I've been distant. I've been in a position where I haven't been close to Jesus. You know, maybe you've gone to church but you haven't had that personal connection with Jesus. And this was the position that Peter was talking out of. He'd been close to Jesus. He'd been in an experience with him. He'd been in an encounter with him. He was talking from a place of relationship. He was in that position of closeness. And maybe right now in this time, you feel so distant from God. I don't know what you're facing right now because in this life of uncertainty, this life of chaos in this life where it feels like it's all falling apart. It can feel like God is so distant. But Peter, he was talking about Jesus, the Word. He was talking about the Messiah, the one who had been prophesied that, that he was coming to save, that he was coming to be the refuge for us. And you have to ask yourself the question, who is Jesus to you? And I think about the story of Easter where Jesus, the Messiah, is now dead died on a cross and the disciples, I can just imagine. So we read the story knowing the ending. We read the story knowing the conclusion, but they were right in the middle of it. And it's just like you today, you're right in the middle of a situation that you don't know the ending. And their current situation did not match the word over that time, did not match the prophecy, did not match anything that they had lived for up to that. So it almost felt like the mission was on pause. And maybe today you feel like that. Like your life's on pause. Like everything that you've known is no longer. Like the things that have given you peace in the past now all of a sudden aren't cutting it. They're not bringing you to that place of feeling whole, feeling healthy. In that moment where everybody's hiding and afraid because now their Messiah is gone, we find Mary, Mary, and Salome preparing the spices, making their way to the tomb. And they wanted to get near Jesus and prepare his body. And so they're on their way. And in Luke chapter 24, I got my light up Bible, you know, because right now we're doing everything to stay connected to his word. Luke 24 verse 1 says, On the first day of the week, early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, hey, why do you look for the living among the dead? What a question. Sometimes we do. We look for the living Savior among the dead things of this world, among the things that, that promise us peace. When the things that we think, oh, if I just do this, if I just plug in here, if I just put this a part of my life, it's, it's going to be so much better. But, but we are looking for the living, the living God, the living one who is peacemaker. He's the prince of peace. So why are you looking for the living 
among the dead. He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then I love this line because in that moment, they had forgotten the word that was spoken. They had forgotten the title. They had forgotten the, the word that was final. And this is where we need to plug into because right now, all the things around us are speaking words into our situation, into our home, to our doubts, into our fears. They're feeding them. Right now, more than ever, we need to remember. And it says, then they remembered his words. And then this time, you might have forgotten his word. You might have forgotten what he spoke over you. And it may not look like he's seated in his rightful place on the throne. It may not look like he's king of the situation. But can I tell you, he's not finished. His word has not finalized in your life. And even though this time may look confusing, even though this time may look like chaos, he's not finished. Come on, can you help me and type, he's not finished. Come on, let somebody know right now who's given up hope. Let somebody know who's about to throw in the towel. Say, he's not finished. You need to know that. He's not finished with you. He's not finished in your life. He wants to do more in your heart. He wants to do more in your mind. He wants to do more in your home. He wants to confirm his word in you. He wants to make his word final in you. He's not finished. And right now, more than ever, it's time to stay consistent, to keep climbing. You gotta keep climbing because the perspective from here looks about the same, if not even worse. And sometimes when we, we get in, into it, it doesn't feel like it's changing at first. Can I encourage you? Keep memorizing the word of God. If you're not yet learning his word, David said, I meditate on this thing day and night. I write it down. I put it a part of my heart so I can inscribe it in me so that I won't turn away from it. So it won't be something that catches me off guard. There won't be something in my life that catches me off. I know the truth. When the woman showed up the empty tomb, the angel was reminding of the word that had not yet materialized in their life. Can I just remind you today that he's not finished with you. His word is final. He's got the final word. He is the one who pronounced it and he is the one that makes it prevail. So you got to keep climbing, keep going, keep consistent. Come on, somebody type and say, keep climbing. You got to keep showing up to meet God. You got to ground yourself in the truth. Got to keep hosting his presence with turning on that worship, letting that praise fill your home, letting that peace invade your space to drive out fear with perfect love. Got to keep serving. You got to keep showing up. Do everything in your power to bring him into the situation. And when you get near him, when you make him the center of your life, you gain his perspective. Come on, let me show you. When you get near him, you start to realize that he is not a God who sees like we see. He has a whole new perspective. This is what you see. You start to see that his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are so much greater and he can see every detail. He's not caught up in the little minor details. He sees the whole picture. His perspective is what you need right now. More than ever, you need to know that God is for you. His word over you is final and that he sees every detail. And you might be watching today and you're like, how? help me how i don't know things look so out of whack things look so out of control let me show you 
this year, we always pray at the beginning of the year for a defining word over our church, a defining word over us as individuals. We pray for God to define the year of how to filter things. And especially in times like this, that is the word that we go back to. This year, God spoke unveiled wonder over this year. That was the statement that he said, this is what I wanna do in this year. I wanna reveal who I am. I wanna unveil my wonder through you and to you. So us as a church family, we've taken that word on as that is our year. We are unveiling his wonder. We're looking for ways to reveal who he is. And just so you know, even if you're watching this and you're like, I'm not a part of the change family. This is like my first time even jumping on here. Hey, we consider you family. And this is a missional thing that we're all in together. We're all coming alive to our purpose. We're all looking for ways to engage in the promises of God on our life. So welcome to the family. This word pertains to you, right where you currently find yourself. God's word is over your life. And the scripture reference was Romans 8, 17 through 21. It says, and since we are his true children, it's talking about that intimate personal relationship with Jesus. When you have that personal relationship, he said, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Verse 18 says, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. And the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. I don't know what symbolic tomb you're standing at. Maybe it's a lost job. Maybe it's a lost loved one. Maybe it's a lost way of life. But can I tell you this, that God's word over your life is final. And he wants to speak that word of peace. He wants to speak that word of wonder over your home, over your life, that no matter the situation, no matter what you face, that you can ground solid in the word of God, Jesus the word who was sent to us to be with us, God with us. And right now, more than ever, Jesus wants to be present in your life. He wants to be that father that is speaking hope into your heart. He wants to be that father that is counseling you and encouraging you in this time. He wants to be that father that wraps his arms around you. We're talking about the red letters today. And I wanna point out some statements that Jesus made that in the midst of the situation, it didn't look possible. But Jesus made these statements and they're still true today. I think about Paul who was in prison and he held on to the promise that Jesus spoke that said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul became one of the greatest writers in the New Testament. The words that encouraged thousands upon thousands of people to know the truth of God. God's strength was made perfect in his weakness. And today the same truth is for you. Think about the time the disciples were caught in a storm in their boat and that which was comfortable was now in chaos. Everything was falling around them. And in the moment, Jesus spoke to the storm and he said, peace be still. I don't know what chaos you're facing right now, mentally, physically or spiritually. But can I tell you that God wants to speak to your situation, speak to the storm inside of you, and say, peace be still. Think about the time that the disciples were on the boat and Jesus was walking on the water and they thought he was a ghost and they were full of fear. And in that moment, Jesus reminded them, he said, it is I, do not be afraid. 
talked about Psalm 91 last week and how that when we find refuge in him, we find rest in his shadow, in the shadow of the Almighty. And even in the darkest times of our life, we find that refuge, that place of safety, if we find refuge in him. He reminds us he is with us. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, he is present in our times of suffering. And one of the greatest statements that Jesus ever made was that he is the way, the truth, and the life. To know that through him, we gain access to the kingdom. We gain access to the true peace. We gain access to the strength and power we need to face anything that comes at us right now more than ever. You need that power in your life. You need that peace in your life. Wherever you're watching from today, I encourage you, dive into the presence of God. Just like we did today, we invited him into our homes. Make this a daily climb. Keep climbing, keep going deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Let it be the thing that consumes you right now because right now you need to have that space of perspective. You need to have that position that's so close to Jesus that you see what he sees. You can see, hey, there's a bigger picture here. I don't understand everything, but I know that his ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are greater than mine. And I, if I can trust in the word, that was marked on my life, if I can trust in his statement that was stamped on me, then I know I'm gonna make it through this. I know there's a purpose in this. I know that God has a bigger plan for me. And even though I'm facing this right now, I can trust his word is final. I think the incredible truth that really none of us found Jesus. Jesus found us. And wherever you're watching from today, you have to know that, that Jesus searched you out. And it might have looked like an invite from a friend. It might have looked like a random social media post. It might have looked like a random thing that, that brought you to this space today in this moment. But Jesus was searching you out. He wanted and desired you as his child to know him in a new way. And today, I want to invite you to have that relationship with Jesus, to say yes to him. He's been calling your name. He's been stamping you from the time you were born. He was the word who spoke over your life. And today, I would love to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. You see, today is Easter, and we celebrate the fact that Jesus died on the cross. And when he went to the cross, he became our sin. He became all the wrong things that we've done. He became the thing that separated us from God. He became it so that he could break it down and defeat its power. And today, sin has no power over your life. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when you say yes to Jesus. You say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Let me step into a relationship with you. What he did on that cross now enables you to be free, free of shame, free of the life of wandering, free of the life of separation from God. When Jesus died on the cross, he had, that all, he had all of the power of sin die with him. But we don't stop there. We know that in his resurrection, now he is alive in us. And that's what we celebrate today, that when you say yes to Jesus, you invite his presence into your life. You invite him into your space to walk with you through this, that you're not alone. What an amazing day to accept Jesus on this Easter Sunday when we celebrate the resurrection of our King. 
So if you would say today from wherever you're watching from, hey, I would love to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, would you push that button and say yes to Jesus? Our team is available and waiting to pray with you, to walk alongside of you as you make this step into a relationship with Jesus, into accepting His Word over your life. Even in the midst of the chaos right now, even in the midst of the pain and the sorrow and the things that we're going through as humans, we can know and trust in His Word that is stamped on our life. Hey, and you may be watching today and you find yourself staring at a hopeless situation. You find yourself in that space of not seeing the word fulfilled in your life. Hey, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that it changes things, that when we align ourselves with the word of God, that we pray in power. And I would love to pray with you today. And if you need someone to partner with you with prayer, hey, our team would love to stand with you. In that moment where you feel confused, they would love to remind you of the truth and to really dive deep into the word of God for your moment. To know that, hey, you're not alone in this. We're gonna do this together. We're gonna make it through together. And this doesn't have to be a season where you give up. This can be a season where God brings his peace more than ever. This can be a season where God develops you to know his ways, to know his purpose, and to unveil his wonder in you. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.